You're listening to Around Comics, episode Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic book roundtable, where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss comic books and graphic novels. On every Monday episode, like this one, we'll go over the week in comics news, review our favorite books from the previous week, and take a look at what is coming up this week. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello! Marvel's exclusive artist, Mr. Scotty Young. Once again, back, it's the incredible. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. What? That's why I turn your mic down. Whatever. Your booming voice. Where were you so loud? So bossy. Yeah, I'm bossy. <laughs> and, of uh, course, we have <laughs> Mr. Tom Caters. I'm exclusively signed to Miller High Life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is the champagne of beers. Yeah. Tom is exclusively uh, signed to drunk. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to drunkness. Yeah. We'll no, I think, I, think, oh, I think Crank Yeah, has, Crank. Yeah, he's been infringing on that. Crank got you fired from drunkness. <laughs> well, we are... Uh, that young go-getter. <laughs> what? <laughs> that young <Yeah>. Turk. <laughs> that young Turk. Well, like I said, this is one of our news and reviews episodes, and we're going to be going over uh, all the news from the San Diego Comic-Con and uh, and whatever else has happened this week. Uh, but before that, I want to let everyone know that this episode of Around <coughs> Comics is sponsored by Borders. Sink your teeth into the story that introduced the world to Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Get your copy of Guilty Pleasures by Laurel K. Hamilton at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. You're not loud. Yeah. I turned my mic down. <laughs> He's self-conscious now. He'll be all the way down to a whisper. Your hair looks yeah. pretty. Like it? Yeah. yeah. You got a haircut. I did. Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. It's located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop Ooh. by. We would love to meet you. There's a guy outside with a giant parrot. <laughs> Actually, that was Norton. Okay. I Did he bring Ninja? Ninja. Norton, did you bring Ninja? Is Ninja here? No. <laughs> Ninja got big. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we should uh, we should uh, take a quick note here. This is our first uh, live video streaming. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like the camera's not even here for yeah, you two. Don't even notice <laughs> yeah. it. Everybody thinks that Tom and I will be the ones to cut up. We're like, oh, this is a bad idea. You two are like, every five seconds... It's just another part of my monitoring of sound. Sure now it it's is. video. Sure I have to make sure... Is. 
So, uh, so for everyone yeah, that uh, that <laughs> make me kick your ass on that watched internet this, TV uh, episode on Friday, thanks for joining in. It's already been fun to uh, to see who is uh, tapped into the feed. So um, we'll try not to play for the cameras. Even and the, slightly sad, a little bit sad. Even uh, <laughs> it, is fr- it is Friday night, and it's <laughs> anyway, a live hey, stream. They have to be. What else would you be doing uh, on a Friday night? Uh, touching boobs, <laughs> please. Could, uh, Tom's give, boob. Okay, credit to anyone who's touching Touch boobs marks. and. Watching this, oh sweet! Turn on yeah, none of it's their own boobs though. If they're touching <laughs> yeah. themselves, yeah, no, they have to touch lady boobs. If you're gay, you could touch man boobs. That's equal, <laughs> but not your own. We'll call that same points. Yes, whatever yeah. you're attracted to. Yeah, yeah, other boobs. You, prefer. you tranny, can't be with the one you love. Yeah. Your dog, you're with. Yeah, if you like that kind Massage of thing. Massage your kitty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what. What's that? Let's jump into the news. It is time for Wire to Wire comic book news. All right, as you can guess, it was a busy week in news. We covered the Thursday-Friday announcements from San Diego on last Monday's episode. We're going to cover some of the stuff that happened the rest of the week, uh, or the rest of the weekend at San Diego, and then what's happened uh, after that. Uh, Start off, it was the the annual Eisner Awards, which are held in San Diego every year. And uh, we pulled out some of the the winners here. I think everyone needs to know what the the quote-unquote top... Creators and comics were from the last year. Quote unquote. Quote yeah. unquote. According to a panel of uh, DC awesomeness. really cleaned up in the Eisners this <clears> year. <throat> I think they ended up with ten Eisners or something, something close to that. Uh, and uh, uh, Bill Willingham's uh, Fables: A Thousand and One Nights of Snowfall took several of those, including uh, um, Best Short Story. Um, I know that uh, Jill Thompson uh, got the Eisner for Best Painter, and uh, and some of that was from uh, Thousand One Nights of Snowfall. Other winners were uh, the best single issue was uh, Batman: uh, The Spirit Number One, and I think when that came out, <coughs> there were a lot of people that were already I mean like that week were saying this is going to best archival thing. collection, Absolute Sandman Volume One, very beautiful. Um, Does anybody know with these books like? Do the, does the book have to be published this year? Because every time I see the list of winners, I always go and look at it and like that. I think did that come out this year. The comic books, dude. I don't think there's a there's rule. any real is, is hard it from, is it from Eisner Award to Eisner Award because it's every job. Oh, maybe that's well, what when it they is. go up to heaven to ask Eisner what he thinks, yeah. and he tells them you know Eisner and is sitting in heaven on his cloud, going, "That book sucked." <laughs> Fuck! What are you guys doing to my name? <laughs> Driving me through the mud. Uh, some other winners were uh, Best New Series was Criminal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Best Limited Series went to Batman Year 100 uh, from Paul Pope. The uh, Best Graphic Album is American Born Chinese. Uh, this is one I haven't read. Have any of you guys read that? No. I, no, but it's ABC, which <clears throat> I always distracts me. It's Born Chinese. <laughs> I'm, that's serious. It's actually, yeah. It, I like came from uh, first, second comics. Um, it's uh, gotten a lot of praise. I just haven't. Uh, yeah, it's it's one to throw on the you're a contrarian. <laughs> uh, Ed Brubaker continued uh, to walk through the Eisners, uh, snatching up a Best Writer Award. Uh, best Writer slash Artist went to Paul Pope. He's won like twelve. Yeah, uh, Brubaker now has won like twelve Eisners. Yeah, and he cleaned up the the Harveys last year. Mm. Yeah. And he stole actually the Eisner statues from other people, mm-hmm. even if he didn't win it. He, I've heard that. Yeah, he punched Bill Willingham in the face. 
You had to take that. Take that. Big bad wolf. How about a fable about me kicking your ass? <laughs> yeah, once upon a time, pussy. I can make that become real for you. I think, then you uh, lived happily ever after. Uh, Not. Best, best cover artist went to uh, James Jean, and I think we all love his fables oh, sure. covers. Uh, best coloring went to uh, Dave, Sturt, Dave Stewart. Stewart. Uh, Jackie best Stewart. <laughs> I met Jackie Stewart. I ever really? tell you that story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. He'll probably be more he's interesting than the Eisner Awards. He's Jackie Stewart. He's a very famous. Uh, horse uh, jockey. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's very. I mean, he's wearing a kilt. I was at Arlington Race. Get the fuck away he, from me. He actually said, "I met him." Did you? Or no, he's not a horse you? racer. He's a car. He's a famous, like Formula One racer. He must be really famous. <laughs> the fact that you I didn't really know him at all. I was horses, Formula One. One. I was at like. What's the difference? <laughs> he's this really well-known, famous guy. <laughs> who does something. Yeah, no, he's no a car. That's right. Small. Yeah. I was thinking it was at the track. Something where something has to beat something else to a line. I was at the Tropicana 500 last year, two years ago, and I met Jackie Stitter. I didn't know who he was. Somebody I was with was very excited, and I, I just saw an old little Scottish dude. Do you feel foolish at all using the word famous to describe him now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that world, he is, I guess. He's, you know, I don't know. Uh, and Worldwide, uh, he's famous. Last one here. Uh, best publication design. I'm going to pull Sal from out from under the bus. Uh, the best publication <laughs> dude, design good luck. was uh, Absolute DC, The New Frontier. Bullshit. I don't know. What? I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I, just <laughs> I think awards... passes your... Uh, I mean, awards really shouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't exist <laughs> because you know they taint the, the true yes. creativity. Yeah, I mean, it, life isn't about awards for living. Have you ever won an award for your art in comedy? I'm gonna yet? say no. I I win awards on another level. <laughs> Every time someone fan comes favorite, God fan gives favorite. me a reward. Every time a, a kid who's blind or yes. in a wheelchair comes up to you and says, Scotty, you you're my favorite saved my life. The one time I walked yes. is when I had to walk five feet to get the new issue of <laughs> yes. New X-Men. Right. And you look at him and you that's say, an award that's, that's an award. Yes. And I call I that statue. the I'm the shit award. <laughs> <laughs> you're blind and I'm your favorite artist and that means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're blind. The only thing I can see, I see the world through your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, DC <laughs> announced some some of their uh, new direct-to-DVD projects. Uh, we've got uh, New Frontier coming out beginning mm-hmm. of next year. Um, what's the, um, um, the uh, Legion? The Legion of Superheroes. Is that it? Yeah, there's, there's. what are some of the other DVD? Well, anyway, they, those are coming out at um, the end of this year and next year. Um, but they announced the new ones, which are Wonder Woman and uh, a Batman anime. And uh, the Wonder Woman seems to be uh, just a, a basic retelling of the origin story. It's uh, It'll be coming out in Q4 of 2008 or Q1 2009. And the, uh, the Batman anime is going to be released two to four weeks in advance of the Dark Knight film, and it is apparently a story that takes place in between the two um, Batman, Batman Begins, and Batman well, with The Dark PG-13 Knight. With wow. the PG-13 rating, how much tentacle rape will be they be actually able yeah. to show? I heard the Wonder Woman is very little. I need a, I need some Obergeist shit going on. Yeah, exactly. But I, 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 I think it's I think it's nice that um, I mean Marvel is definitely hitting the the big movies with Iron Man and and, and all that. Um, DC's direct DVD project seems that there's a lot of care that's going into these. I haven't been a huge fan of the Marvel DVDs, but you didn't think that Marvel animated series was the best thing that had ever been committed to? Which celluloid? one? Which one? Any of them? The Iron Man animated movie? Not I think that was awesome. It was all right. Yeah, it was a piece of shit. Okay. I didn't watch it. Piece <clears throat> of shit. Um, the Doctor Strange one comes out on Tuesday, uh, so yeah. 
I'll check it out. But the Ultimates Volume One and Volume Two. Were how come you right. your fingers in the anime world of superheroes? Seems like an easy job. I do. For you. I worked Legion of Superheroes. I've, oh, did you uh, yeah, work I did on that? Five or six episodes of that. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe he doesn't have to. Do you want to hear his resume? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, if I walked around pimping like talking about everything, you guys be like, oh, fucking, I hate when that guy comes around. All he does is talk about his shit. Well, that's. Probably true. No, I worked on. I did background, some background character designs for maybe five or six episodes of that, uh, which I, I think they've already aired. Um, but uh, yeah, I've done stuff for. I mean, oh, I designed okay. an entire Hulk show once. It never actually went to air, but around the time mm-hmm. the other movie, the movie came out. But I think because we'll the movie was kind of a busted, and we'll have to talk more about that in a future yeah. episode and yeah. delve into the world of anime, yeah, Scotty man. Young style. I'm huge. Man. I know. I'm, I just I'm, didn't know. I'm, I didn't know how far your I got my reached. fingers in just about every fucking cookie <laughs> jar on and every the hole there is. When we do surgery 101, and Scotty can <laughs> yeah. tell us about the time he gave some <laughs> yeah. tracheotomy with like a pen. Yeah. Fuck George Clooney. Oh, yeah. It's all about me. <laughs> uh, the Teen Titans, the Judas Contract was another one they. Um, oh yes, coming, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward Sweet. to that. Um, they have finally announced the creative teams yeah, for I'm the excited. new. Uh, they're calling it the weekly uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Kind of weekly. It's, uh, the three times monthly. I don't know why they. Try. What kind of month is Marvel looking at with three weeks? Fiscal. Some, some months have five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're never gonna have a three-week month. It is. I mean, what are they gonna? Tom actually started counting weeks when he read this press second. release. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> what are they oh, gonna do? Nice though? try, Marvel. <laughs> They're going by the Aztecian calendar. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they've got the they've got the four creative you teams: um, uh, Dan Slott, and then the um, artistic team from Civil War is going to be reunited with Dan Slott, uh, Steve McNiven, Dexter Vines, and Maury Hall. My favorite colorist. Maury's he's a stud. He's a good one. Uh, and I don't think that McNiven's art is <laughs> the only colorist I know. is as good as when it's with. Hallwell's colors. He, I don't. Has he ever done anything without him? Cross Gen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Guggenheim, Salvador Laroca, and Jason Keith are going to be another team. Um, what do you, that? If we ever interview Mark Guggenheim again, do you think he'll just fucking lie to us like when we like he did last time? Flash and used us. <laughs> I'm going <kidding>. to <laughs> be on this. Book I'm not for bitter though. I have plans that reach yeah. far into the d- here's distant one, future. Here's one that I that <laughs> didn't ring later. a bell for me. Bob Gale. Yeah, we all kind of question that one. I he's I, uh, uh oh he's a uh, famous horse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> famous Scottish horse <laughs> No, uh, well, like, golly, I'm gonna write comics because immediately when I I'm like Bob Gale, who the hell's Bob Gale? So I went on Wikipedia, of course, the answer to everything, and the only Bob Gale in there is the guy who wrote Back to the Future. Uh, but I don't know if it's the same guy or not. Spider-Man's going. He doesn't need Rose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he has done some other comic work. I just don't don't know. Uh, he did the one arc of <laughs> Daredevil that's not traded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sorry, sucks. Bob. I don't know It's like why. the only book at yeah. Marvel never, <laughs> never not, not to be in a well, trade. He's working with one of my favorite artists, uh, Phil Jimenez, and uh, Andy Lanning and Jeremy Cox round out that. Uh, and here comes my dream. Oh, the, the dream team. I, the dream team for oh. me. All right, Scotty, why don't you uh, unveil this one? This one is a good friend and an idol. Yeah, my uh, my great friend, Zeb Wells, <clears throat> who uh, I've worked with and, and love everything that he does, <coughs> is writing and... Uh, the god of all comic book art, uh, Chris Pacello, with uh, one of the best inkers in the industry, Tim Townsend. 
And uh, Antonio Fablo, I don't know him. So we'll, uh, <laughs> but he's got to be good. But I've seen the preview pages, and they look pretty good. So, so, so are, you a little, up, uh, uh, are you a little jealous that uh, Zeb's working with your buddy? Uh, well, no, with because... The guy? What a, with Scotty's happy for his friends when they succeed. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Scotty wasn't going to write it. Yeah, I'm not I'm a hater. hater. <laughs> Why you hate everything, man? <laughs> no, uh, I, I, am, I actually was just so excited, and he called me, Zeb called me this week and was like, Flipping out over here. Oh, like, oh my God! Did you read? Did you hear? <laughs> Is he a big fan of? Yeah, and he. I mean, we've talked about him, and he's like, "Oh my, it's so awesome." <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Zeb to me is one of the most underrated writers in comics, and I think in the next couple of years he'll be one of the main uh, writers out there that people will be looking for. You know, well for people following. for people that aren't familiar with Zeb's work, what are some good titles that they can uh, check out now or the in the best, past? I mean, the end-all, be-all of books that Zeb has worked on would probably be New Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. that yeah. skateboard so deep. Yeah, I mean, we put it in the <laughs> core of the earth. Yeah. Uh, but no, we worked on New Warriors together last year. Uh, he's currently writing Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Battling Jack, Battling Jack, Mur- Jack Murdoch, a Daredevil book. miniseries. Uh, the, the best thing I think Zeb's worked on, I mean, my favorite book of his was the Spider-Man Doc, Oc- Doc, year Dr. Octopus Year One. Uh, with Kari Andrews on the art, the story was just dark and creepy, and uh, and then he did a bunch of Spider-Man stuff before Tangled Web and Peter Parker Spider-Man and the different arc- incarnations of the book. So he's actually done a fair amount of Spider-Man stuff. So I don't think, you know, it's not going to be a shocker for him to get yeah. back in there and have right. some fun with it. I'm I, I'm I'm intrigued by the sort of how they've sort of set it up as. You know, they were kind of open-ended on how they were going to schedule it. You know, not necessarily. It wasn't always every be week, rotating. three weeks in yeah. a row. Yeah. I mean, th- this could be a monumental train wreck. Or well, it it's all be, different storylines, though, because yeah. it? it's not like I thought that the whole weekly, si- the weekly situation it's would be, be like it's going to be a sto- one basically the three Spider-Man books that they've done. Just coming out faster. Them, coming out. Well, no, not really. They're because same slower. time, just oh, just yeah, right. they're coming out master. slower. This is like the best marketing I've ever heard of in my it's, life. It's just, just changing the name. Yeah, we're yeah. putting out all, three books, but not but really. It's going to be a monthly three book. books that we were doing. <laughs> it's it's just genius, called. you know. And I didn't even. That's how genius it is. I didn't even get it till just now. <laughs> I'm thinking like, well, is, what is happened to spectacular? You'll or? get it three times a week, but it'll be three different stories. It, is it yeah. every, three times a month? Yeah, but every what fourth week or whatever it is that you'll be able to pick up the story from last month. So. Well, will it be every fourth week, or will it be... Uh, I mean, is it, are they going to do it every week, or is it going to be the first three weeks of the month, and then skip one or two if there's a five-week month? They've got, and then they've got me again. interested to pick it up, just because I'm oh, no. interested <clears throat> to see how they do this. Yeah. Uh, and they've got great talent on it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that was the thing that really interested me about it, was I, the I'm name pi- that I'm on pissed, it. because when they announced this, I was like, screw that, I'm not picking up this series. But whenever they put Guggenheim and uh, and, and Wells and, and it Slot, out. it was like, And yeah. Vicello! Jesus and Vicello! I didn't pick up X-Men. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Cold. All, All right. right. Uh, next story, and I, I put this one in just for Tom. It is Flash Gordon, the TV series, is going to be premiering on the Sci-Fi Network. Flash! Uh, next. Ah! Are they going to have that sweet, sweet? There's actually a contest at sci-fi.com on can you sing the Flash Gordon theme. I don't know all the words, but I could probably look them up Flash! on the internet. Oh, that's all I know. Something um, of the universe. But uh, but Tom, can you notice something interesting about the Flash Gordon logo? Oh, they stole the Flash logo. They've 
totally aped the Flash logo, and I thought that was... Bastards. Uh, uh, there were a few internet postings about that. Bad luck for them. The Flash bad TV karma. show. Somebody's going to die. Was canceled. <laughs> Some bad <laughs> omen going on. So, But, uh, yeah, I've, I've Flash Gordon, you guys, you guys... Yeah, August yeah, 10th. It'll be uh, the week? Friday night uh, that where it was. Yeah. Who's so, playing Ming we'll the Merciless? No uh, idea. Scotty. I know who should. Jim Carrey. Uh, there's a guy who's on NBC in Chicago. News? Something Warner. Oh, uh, Warner. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Jim Warner? No. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Saunders. Yeah, Warner Saunders. <laughs> Norton knows what I'm talking about. He, he, would be, he, he should be. He memorized lines. He can't read the goddamn <laughs> <laughs> It would be a great Ming the Merciless. <laughs> um, I'm... I'm hoping this is a good series. I I I really enjoyed the the Flash Gordon movie. As nah, cheesy I'll just as pop it was. in my Barbarella DVD. It's way know, better. Sci- sci- yeah, sci- sci-fi I'll seems to run about internet porn. Hell yeah! Sci-fi runs about fifty-fifty with me. I either love their original series or, or hate I want them. To kill everyone. So How'd you feel ever about Stan Lee's heartbeats? For? Not a fan. No, it wasn't very. good. It was not very good. But uh, no, there's been some great sci-fi originals. Uh, oh, at the first twenty minutes, it was it was right. god awful. Uh, if you guys uh, ever watched um, Second Wave, no, no, Invisible Man, no, no, I dated an Invisible Man <laughs> early in my I life. Yeah. Wa- it's a bad time when I lived in St. Louis. I was I very lonely. Gri- all I do is watch the movie Grizzly Man and, uh, <laughs> and imagine what a fucking and, lunatic and, that guy and is. Deadliest Catch on Discovery Channel. <laughs> come here, bear. Come here, bear. <laughs> no, come here, bear. Arr, 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 I'm dead. Have you guys been watching Shark Week? <laughs> no, a little bit. Uh, oh, come on, Scotty, you were all excited. No, the DVD came out. I don't. I don't know when. At what, I don't do times on TV and stuff like that. <laughs> it's on all week, 24 hours a day. I understand that, but I don't have time to schedule Flip the channel. Shit. Yeah, you're too busy working. Well, no, and it's not that. <laughs> it's just, I don't want to be beholden to a schedule. I see. You wait for the DVD. I like so DVDs it's on your or schedule. on demand. He's yes. waiting nice. for a Shark Week it's on probably DVD. on, on yes. demand. And I think they came out with like a Best of Shark Week. Yeah, they yeah, did. Tw- best of 20 years. Out, it just came out this week. Yeah, it's like 20 years yes, of Shark Week. I will be buying that. Sweet. <clears throat> How do you delineate like a really sweet shark moment from uh, when moment. people die, blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sal and I were talking about it the entire way up here, and it freaks us out. Uh, next story: uh, Ray Stevenson is going to punish I love audiences. This. I love this guy. If, I don't know if anybody watched Rome. I he's love that show. Awesome on he was Rome. a great and he's character. Awesome in uh, King Arthur as well. Yes, he was he's awesome. Really he, good in that movie. He has a very badassness to him. And he's can he, fucking he, yeah, huge. Yeah, he's a monster he, of a guy. So he's Frank Castle. Yes. Oh I mean, yeah. Uh, that's what about the Punisher movie that kind of irritated me was uh, Thomas Jane is a little dude. I mean, if Thomas Jane walked up to me. And I, I would probably be like, you ain't punishing shit, little man. You know that what I mean? That was in the like, original script. Yeah. They had added it. Because. <laughs> bigger. Yeah. Uh, Ray Stevenson's a big fucking he's a dude. <laughs> and he's a, he can play a bad motherfucker. Yeah. In, in Rome, he was, he was a Roman soldier yeah, like one a time. Centurion guard. Yeah, centurion yeah. guard. And then he was sort of just like this freelance fucking killer and but he's kind of he's kind of a funny he's funny kind of free guy. Like, yeah. he has a very big range but yeah. he, but just his pure size alone but when he got pit, like when he was yeah. like beat the oh, man oh, yeah. He, yeah he can punish I mean if they come up with be a good. good script for this the Punisher could be a great movie this is their punishment third, this is their third and he's, he's just it. a good actor too I mean it's not like he's you know just a sort of action hero or anything like that I mean he's yeah, a no, very he's good, good actor yeah. I, I would. I don't know who they've tabbed uh, to write the the screenplay. I'd love to see Ennis. Get well, it, that's the only thing is that because you know, like Thomas yeah, Jane backed out of it. Yeah, because everybody be like punching people in assholes and stuff, right? <laughs> 
I'll Why punch you in your asshole. Why does the Punisher insist on punching people in the taint? <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out. So I many punish strategic places. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, for, for a Tom moment, whenever I first saw this release, uh, I originally read this as Ray Stevens was going to play the And then they call me the freak. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's an interesting casting choice. Ray's getting a little old, though. Uh, Next story. At uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, they unveiled the the Mach 1 Iron Man armor. To Mark, uh, Mach One or Mark One? Is it Mark One? It would be Mark One. Mark, Mach did I say one Mach One? Mach One would be the. Speed, I don't think you can move that fast. Mark, Mach one. Um, the Mach, Mach One, the Mach One armor at um, at the San Diego Comic Con to to great applause. Uh, it looks it looks awesome. It looks like you could just get in it and walk around. I mean, it looks like it would work. Do you think you could unveil something at San Diego that people wouldn't applaud for? Like if it was even marginally yeah. like it's a, it's it's a silhouette T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh snap! <laughs> it's a silhouette of someone who's the key grip on Iron Man. Oh! <laughs> Here's a. It's just a rectangle block. Oh, it's a step! Oh, they just brought a step from a building. Oh shit! But it might be an Iron Man. But then there'd be one dude on the internet like, "That's such bullshit. That step doesn't even look like a real step." Everyone knows this. If you were a prisoner in a Vietnam war camp, that a step would be much smaller in size. <laughs> I call shenanigans on. Did well, you guys see the trailer? Yeah, yeah I was going to say that they also they also kind of funny. Like there was some funnier parts. He was oh. funny. Yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is going to be Very awesome. Funny. There was some funny when when uh, he said there was like a little gangster rap moment. Then he had, he had some no no gang funny. signs. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, 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 do it, do it, do it. <laughs> no, he's going to be charming. Total. And, I mean, he's a yeah, you know, arrogant, charming, drunk, drunk, drunk bastard. Yeah, yeah industrialist. I, mean, I don't know. If I thought pull, the trailer looked. I don't know ass. if he could pull off the drunk side because he's never had any issues. He's never had that kind of experience. Yeah, yeah. He's never had any foreign substance to draw body or spent any time in prison or no mandatory rehab. No, hasn't hasn't done. He'll have to stretch for that. Yeah, he will. It'd be pretty tough. It'd, I'm anxious to see what he does. What, what do you think? Give him a chance I'm to just really. Funny carrot top didn't get the part. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking diesel. Buff. I met carrot top. He's scary. Yeah, I'd be like that dude's scary yeah. looking. For anybody who wants to make fun of t- carrot top, ah, he'll whip your ass. <laughs> Kick the shit out. Yeah, I think that's why he did it. He yeah, roided like, up. Don't let the mascara and the arrow through my head fool you, because I'll beat the shit <laughs> out of you. Comedians hate that guy. And I'll laugh. You know, at San Diego, it's it's really starting to be the. Uh, the Hollywood show, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow was at the Comic Con this year. Do you, do you think deal. these was her baby Apple there? Do, do you think <laughs> who fucking names a kid Apple? Hey now, I'm sorry, on. really like fucked up. Apple, it's a baby. No, well, I mean, it's nothing against the baby. I'm I'm sorry for the baby. The poor thing. I mean, that's really because it's, this is know, coming from a guy who has a kid named Han Solo, <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett. Well, hey, what's wrong with that? Uh, hey, no. Boba is Those a good are kid. Meets my uh, youngest. He's got a thyroid problem. Do you think these? All right, maybe you guys got a point. Do you think these folks realize what they're walking? Glass house. Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow for the next twenty years will be able to show up at comic conventions and do signings. Why? What is she doing? She's she's playing Pepper Potts. Who the fuck's Pepper Potts? Uh, Tony Stark's girlfriend. Oh, oh, basically. 
Mm. I don't, yeah, but I don't think like uh, what's I, your name from Batman Returns is going to be able to do that. Twenty. Years. You know what though? Oh, Tom Cruise yeah. yeah. had a career that there's. A, she'll never come to another convention. Yeah, they had to. She, I mean, force you know, it's a, yeah, it's a different. Yeah, I mean, she's on another. You know, Planet. when you win Oscars and shit, sure, you don't she's have to. On a like ultrasonic jet traveling to some party at dawn, like in <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> but but do you think the do you think these folks have any idea the like internet subculture that is out oh, there? I think, oh well, I think that it it exists for Movies. other yeah, yeah just films. Her you world know, is the, much bigger than I mean. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The amount of freaks and like shit that. Like right. movie stars Listen, probably put we up. We have with no publication that follows comic book stars around hoping to get photos of them scratching <laughs> yes. their balls. Like and yes, they're just yeah. like us. They yeah. buy muffins. Yeah, <laughs> look at them. Look at them. Yeah, I think the I think the the, <laughs> the fan the picture of Scotty getting out of Lake Michigan. Look at him. Oh, his oh his shorts came down. That, when around comics finally jumps over into publication, that's what it'll be. We start yeah. a tabloid. Yeah. And we just found, Look, it's Mike Norton yeah. buying comics like a normal <laughs> person. Take oh, a Mike Norton's walking. In. Oh, he has a pug. Look, Look, he's, his dog. he's picking up poo. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's on the cover going to prison. He got busted with cocaine it's again. Norton, like, pulling a hood over the dog's face so you can't take <laughs> yeah. pictures of it. Norton's getting no, he's, sued for beating he's, up cameramen. He's, hold, he's holding Ninja out over a balcony hey, a, so everyone can see him. Come here, Ninja. Ninja. With a pillowcase over him. <laughs> he has a fucking New Orleans fucking um, Mardi Gras. Raw mask on, unmingling and shit. <laughs> okay, next story. Um, Final Crisis was announced, or actually, the creative team behind Final Crisis was announced, and it is going to be Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones. It's going to be fucked up. Yeah, and uh, seven oversized issues is what they're saying. Um, I don't know. Are we oversized? Yeah, so I'm, you know, obviously more than 22 I, I pages. I find it's it going to be 25 pages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, no, and a big letters column. No, it's going to be 22 column. pages, but it's just going to be big. Like it's going to be 11 by 17. <laughs> yeah, oversized. <laughs> that's what I thought. When I first read it, I'm oversized. <laughs> but uh, that's too I have no opinion. It's too early. Okay. Know, like eight months from now. I like Grant Morrison. I like J.G. Jones. And, he did uh, say the first page features Anthro, the first boy, and the last page features Commandy the last boy. And Didio said wow. he wasn't joking. Yeah. So Scott Lobdell wanted to. We Scott Lobdell uh, was talking to me a couple of years ago. We he wanted to. We wanted to pitch a project together, and he could not stop talking about Commandy. Of oh, the last oh, boy. There's awesome. a cult. He was all about <laughs> Commandy. And followers. Scott Lobdell is a little. Touched. He, he's an awesome guy. <laughs> he's really nice, but he's like, oh, it was, wow, it was a commandy. Ah! Well, that was, that was Kirby totally unchanged. Yeah. You know, it was uh, just crazy, crazy Kirby well, stuff. Well, what do you guys, I mean, as far as, like, the, the first two crises, um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, as far as the first two crises, I mean, to me, like, the, the both, you know, like, the first crisis was okay, but I didn't think it was a great... I, um, it was, know. and the second one was, was the sort of the same did, thing, you know. So it's like there's not a whole lot. I think well, it's like uh, you're not going to get some like ground. You know, it's like you, you can't, can't because you can't because you're making the biggest. You're making the equivalent of in in our media would be like the action summer blockbuster, right? Yeah. Right. But the goal is to entertain on some. You know, like you look at. Something like Secret Wars, which people are always, oh, Secret Wars was awesome. You know, you read Secret Wars. Secret Wars is not the most awesomely written like story, but you got to look at what the goal of it. The goal of it is like a kid's fantasy of putting every character. So you kind of have to judge it 
on that basis. Based on that, if you're going into anything like that, and you think I'm going to read the greatest piece of fiction, you, I mean, you're gonna, there's, like no, anything, there's you're nowhere gonna to go but be disappointed. You're going to be yeah. disappointed because it's, it's not. It's Fine not point. I'm, I'm reaching the event burnout a little bit, so it's going to be hard for me to get excited about this, so I'm going to go into it with very low expectations. Eight months Even from now, one of us could be dead. <gasps> Which one? I might die. <laughs> you gotta tell Stay us tuned for more. That's why uh, you're gonna win the lotto. That's why and Scotty's then been doing so much work. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I need to leave a legacy. <laughs> Sometimes you are too awesome to, to live. live. Yeah, <laughs> I've, God I'm, comes down and goes. You know what? Scotty. I think I made you too awesome. Scotty, got something brother. happened. I made you. What would happen? And now you have exceeded me. What would <laughs> What would happen if God? Removed awesome from the vocabulary of man. It'd be zero cool. This yeah. show would go to like <laughs> no. forty minutes. Because it, listen, I got a wide array. It'd be fuck. I, I'll say fucking sick. <laughs> flipping awesome. I'm so zero cool. Zero, zero cool. Zero cool. 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 Yeah. I'll bring. I'll, I'll fuck around and bring back rad. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tubular. Tubular. Scotty is tubular. Boss. That's boss. boss. I'll I'll go like uh I'll become a frat boy and start being like that's tits. Tits. All all right, last story. What? Really? Yeah. Already? All the news that came out last week? And this and what's, it? Uh, last story I have here, if there's anything right. else that you guys no, know of that, that, know. that came out. There I was don't know. A there lot was of a lot stuff. of shit. I was, I was honestly a little Go burnt out. Go to comic book resources and read it. Yeah, exactly. Um, was this, there anything else big that... Um, well, one of the things on Final Crisis is that uh, with Grant Morrison and uh, J.G. Jones on it, it's going to delay uh, All-Star Batgirl. Oh. oh which I was really it. looking forward to. Uh, Jeff Johns, J.G. Jones, I was really looking forward to that series. So, I, I won't shit it. Bummer. Yeah. Well, and that probably means that Authority will wrap up, that Grant Morrison's Authority will probably wrap up in four or five years. <laughs> but it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, well. It's like how many All right, what's the last out? story? Uh, the spirit has been cast. And his name is Gabriel Macht. Uh, okay. Rejoice, everyone. What did he do? Who is he? Uh, is he unknown? Is he an up and comer? Is he a young gun? Is he on the way down? Some uh, TV shows, yeah. movies, yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, do we like him? Do we hate him? <laughs> he was in The Good Shepherd. Tell me how to feel. He's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he co he co starred in White Out, so if he's in White Out, he has well, to be I haven't awesome. seen that yet. So, um, but hey, it's I like th I like the tense in which we talk about everything. Like he's in White Out as if we've seen White Out. Like, <laughs> it's wait, going wait. to be awesome. Yeah, it's a com it's a comic book movie, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. we gotta love it. Gotta Greg, it's pass. Greg Rucka. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> yeah, now you know, I got it. Now you get this way, yeah. Scotty. It's gonna be an eight minute fucking South Park looking short. White Out is going to be tubular. Oh, good lord. Uh, Is Kate Beckinsale on that? Totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. beat off to yeah, that movie. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I heard uh, Sam Jackson was uh, cast <laughs> as the, uh, the octopus. Really? Yes. And what? I'm the octopus, <laughs> bitch! <laughs> oh, get over here, spirit! Oh, no! <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, God. Sam Jackson. I, lo I love Sam Jackson, but to be like... You just play Sam Jackson. You play <laughs> Al Pacino, where I, all yeah. you do is scream! <laughs> It is. Al Pacino is the Wolfman. I'm the Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. Well, Sam, he's, he's starting to be. He's starting to be Mr. Uh, Mr. Comic Book Movie. He's Mr. I can't. Well, say he's a no. big comic book fan, isn't he? Uh, I, believe. I believe so. I believe yeah, he's I think a comic book was, uh, reader. Uh, I don't know if he's a big in, comic uh, book Unbreakable. Fan, uh, I think he had yeah. commented that he he was a big comic. I book love fan. Sam Jackson. You know, but he's Mr. I can't say no. I mean, like yeah. that dude is in 
so many movies. You know, oh, every yeah. actor that gets in a comic book movie always pulls out the. Well, you know what? Uh, well, I'm a comic as a comic book, fan. book artist, yeah. anybody who finds like anybody who's not in comics that. But like, hey, what when do you I do was twelve, I, I read Spider-Man. Oh my God! I did, and everybody that is a comic movie does the same thing. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. I read a, like a comic. I love comics. They're great. I love that Super Bat, you know, guy. <laughs> Bullshit. They're all fucking liars. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. You just called Sam Jackson a liar. Fucking liar. It's gonna put snakes on your plane. You know, Thomas what, though, Jane and Sam Jackson are gonna fucking kick your ass. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I just Whatever. said Thomas Jane say he sucks. He's just short. I mean, yeah. that's you know that's just reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Scotty's just holding up a mirror yeah. to what he is. Yeah. If but he has a problem with that, yeah. all right. But I'm six four. That's, I mean, everybody's that's short to me. Wire to wire comic book news. Bye midgets. <laughs> and that means it is time for top of the stack. Top top of the top stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. That's right, it's Top of the Stack, our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. What to buy. Mr. Caters, what is your Top of the Stack? My, uh, I had a hard time picking between two different books, but uh, <clears throat> the other book I'll get more opportunities, but this one, this one I can only do this one time, and it is My Friend Dahmer. <laughs> uh, a true story by Durf, who uh, I guess is a... I went to his website, which is uh, DurfCity.com. He does, like, political cartoons, and he did a book for slave labor graphics about being a garbage man one year. And it's about the fact that when he went to high school with Jeffrey Dahmer and knew Jeffrey Dahmer and in high school... it's a true story. Yeah, it's a true story about him remembering what Jeffrey Dahmer was like in high school. And uh, I went to high school with this... Well, he wasn't a serial killer, but... Well, then shut up. Beat a girl to death with a crowbar. Uh, I went Does to high count? school with a guy who drove a car in a drive-by shooting. <laughs> I went to high school with 49 girls that I put my pee-pee in. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. I went to a high school with a guy that was on America's Most Wanted. Oh, I worked well, at the Bevix with somebody that was on American Idol. Wow. <laughs> None of that is covered in this book. <laughs> I went to high school with the Miss America runner-up and Miss Teen America runner-up. Now you're just fucking lying. No, it's true. It's I high once school. saw a This guy had sex with her dead body. After he did a load of laundry. Ew. Whoa. <laughs> Swear to God. Hey, what? I'll give up yeah. my top of the step. <laughs> I like Notting <laughs> Hill. <laughs> that's, so, that's scary. So, uh, uh, the beginning of the, you know, I first picked this up, I was just sort of curious about it, and he writes uh, like a forward to it where he talks about, you know, it's he's admits that like people probably think it's like exploitation but then he says if he's going to exploit his history with Dahmer it wouldn't be by self-publishing a comic book you know <laughs> how, like, yeah. how much money you can rake you're going to make that. a like you're going to so make like 300 it's th- not, dollars it's not a book about like the murders and it's right. not it doesn't have anything like gruesome it's way really gruesome that. it's about him remembering what Jeffrey Dahmer was like when he was a kid and it, it and it's really odd because a lot of the tone of the story is deals with kind of the fact that Dahmer was a very lonely kid, and how the way he got attention was to pretend to have cerebral palsy or to like pretend to have epileptic fits. And people thought it was funny, so they would keep, you know, they'd pay attention to right. him. And that's he would do that throughout high school. Really? And there's sort of a, a climactic point so of the story. That? Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a climactic point <laughs> of the story where this guy who's writing this and him and his friends pay Jeffrey Dahmer like forty bucks to go to the mall and just sort of act crazy. <laughs> You know, and he got the forty bucks, and he got the attention, and that was sort of the last time they ever really like hung out with him. And what was the most affecting about the story, though, is like listening, sort of getting this guy's point of view of about how 
looking back in hindsight, you can look at things that people do and be like, oh, well, yeah, he was no, it weird. Makes sense. But then you think about it and you're like, everyone does weird shit, you mm-hmm. know, when they're young or, st- you know, how can you tell? Like, what does it mean? When does it cr- yeah. get to the point where it's, you know... Yeah, where, and he talks about Dahmer, you know, would drink like a six-pack of beer before high school every day just to, like, numb himself. And, like, how looking back, he was like, well, yeah, this kid obviously needed help, but... How many other high schoolers drink a six-pack of beer before In the 70s, it was like, that was even before, you know, Just Say No was around, you know, and it it's drawn in a very it's in a very stylized style this isn't like jim lee it's kind of mad magazine yeah it's a little mad magazine-esque black and white Um, it's crazy is this guy could have probably been a billionaire had he wrote an actual book about this stuff we talked about him turning down interviews with oprah and like yeah Geraldo when it first happened he was like well you know i'm a storyteller and i have this story that i want to tell so i'm gonna you know and he goes and you know does it. And I thought it was really. I picked it up as sort of a curiosity, but I, I found it really sort of affecting. Well, you you're know. you're a you're a Wisconsin guy. So, yeah, I mean that's sure, for Wisconsinites. It's this it's takes place different. in Ohio though, because he went to high school in Ohio. Oh, really? He wasn't yeah. from Milwaukee. He was born in Wisconsin, went to Ohio, and then moved to his grandmother's house. My in grandmother's Milwaukee. house, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And I mean, there's certain scenes in here that are very affecting. Like there's. A part where they talk about how, as a big joke, the high school like um, yearbook guys would sneak him into photos of different clubs, and it was funny because he would never join a club, <laughs> and just how like fucked up that is. Uh-huh. But like, he, the closest he got to like joining into something was to sneak in, you know, sneak into to a, it to a class picture. Yeah, and it was just it was really sad, and I was like, oh. I picked it up as sort of a joke and it ended up being I've been Crying thinking about it. I've been thinking about it like ever since I read it like over and up because I was like Should I, is this really my favorite thing I don't know am I picking it just because it's weird or because I'm going to really carry on what he started yeah or you know and just uh, and then I was like oh no you know it's the, the most affecting book I probably read this week and uh, you can get it at the website you can order it it's uh, I think derfcity.com and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it well, cool. to go yeah. back, I mean, and not to, I mean, I, I did actually go to high school with a guy, and I yeah. knew him and hung out with him from time to time, uh, a guy who ended up killing this girl that he lived in an apartment, and, and the same sort of thing, it was like, when it happened, and I, I found out about it, it was like, I started thinking back of all the weird stuff that this guy always had done, and almost the sort of, sort of same thing, it was like, it was always things to sort of get attention, but in a bizarre way that you would walk away from going... Mm. That was, you know, it was, I mean, there was just a lot of odd things, but, you know, like I said, when it happened, it was like, wow, that, it didn't shock me that, the, you know, he had done yeah. something like, like that well, I think part as of much it, as maybe I thought it would have. Part of it, too, is I think, like, adolescence <clears throat> is sort of defined a lot of times by, like, everyone's lonely at some point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but what makes one person's loneliness, Turn you know, into, this type, you right. know, the kind that drives them, you know, it's to when do you something don't get like that. that. Yeah, you know, like, what's that point, you know, and, uh, there's a point where he talks about meeting up with friends from high school like in 1988 and they're all sitting around a bar talking about people they went to high school with someone's like well what do you think Jeffrey Dahmer's up to and someone made a joke oh he's probably a serial killer and he remembers they all laughed about it you know they were all you know like yeah he was you know kind of weird and then when it happened he was like Whoa, oh yeah, man. yeah. You know, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. Well, he also had. A, I mean, there was obviously a lot of homosexual issues yeah. that. I mean, in the time of him coming up, in, growing up in high school, 
it was not you know there wasn't queer eye and there yeah. wasn't you know 95 different ha ha gay shows on television to make it you know younger yeah. people feel okay with it who was, they were and growing up in the midwest I mean, yeah in, midwest you know, in, the in, those, in those times i mean that's a lot of suppression and mm-hmm. you know a lot of pushing some shit down inside you i mean at some point it's gonna snap you know what i mean i'm sure. of course yeah he's weird do the do the ha ha joke i'm retarded kind of of deal but it's you know definitely masking some other Issues. shit that he couldn't let out yeah well i mean just as far as like choosing imagery he does a good job of just like he doesn't draw you know Dahmer as being like crazy he's just like this very sullen lonely person you know with everybody, no everybody expression, went, you know everyone like, either was that guy or went to high school with yeah. that guy so yeah. who who uh who published that uh self published by okay. Durf City Comics okay D E R F City Go check it out. Website. All right. So, I want to read that. Uh, who's up next? I have it at the shop here. Do they have it here? Um, I'm going to grab a copy. Sal, what, is, what is your top of the stack? Uh, my top of the stack is your Bible, dude. the new your Fantastic Bible Four uh, 548, written by Dwayne McDuffie, pencils by Paul Pelletier? Pel- Pelletier? 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 I don't know. Um... Uh, I, this is part five of a uh, of the reconstruction arc, and it's basically the storyline has been um, after Civil War, Reed and Sue decided to take a break from the Fantastic Four and go on a second honeymoon. And in their stay, they they uh, sort of recruited the Black Panther and uh, Storm to take their places in the Fantastic Four. This is a um, F- the fifth part of six. Uh, I, I just sort of picked this because I've really been enjoying uh, Dwayne McDuffie's Fantastic Four. Um, this story in particular uh, was good, but overall, he's, I think he's just done a really great job on this book. Um, the one thing that stands out about the, his Fantastic Four to me so far is the sense of family that that he's been able to instill in the characters they really do seem like a, more of a family they they care about one another they trust one another they work together um in this particular issue sue is left on titan as reed goes off uh she lets him go off and explore this mysterious object that came into the solar system accidentally or whatever i don't know but um and and, and when he leaves um the wizard and the new frightful four um, uh, kidnap Sue on Titan uh, and are basically going to kill her uh, and Reed and, and the rest of the Fantastic Four. But the whole time that she's uh, sort of uh, captured, there's no doubt in her mind that either Reed or Ben or Johnny are going to come and rescue her at some point. Even when she thinks at one point Reed is dead, uh, she never gives up hope that uh, no matter what, Reed and, Reed and or Ben and Johnny will come for her. Even if she's dead, they will, you know, sort of. Uh, get the wizard, um, and and I just feel like there's they seem more real. These characters seem more like a real family. They they just seem to have a, a, that real emotional connection to one another. It's not just like a group of people working together, fighting together, whatever, running around in, in costumes. The art I think is fantastic. It it um, is reminiscent of John Byrne's Fantastic Four in some regards, but. Um, uh, it's just a lot of fun, and uh, his his thing is fantastic. If yeah, I can say that, yeah, he's got a th- an awesome <laughs> thing. He's got an awesome thing. Um, I like your thing. How is the whole interaction of uh, Black Panther and Storm working in? That was the only the thing. Fantastic. Well, I think they fit in pretty well, and they give them uh, they in this issue in particular. They're not just like uh, Fifth Wheel. 
they actually are sort of an important part of the team, and they do, you know, McDuffie's make sure that they're a part of it. That yeah, they she makes it rain and stuff. <laughs> make it <laughs> that rain. They, that they actually have, you know, purpose in in the group. The only thing that did bother me a little bit was there seems to be some sort of weird uh, alpha male competition between Reed and the Black Panther, and sure. Storm se- seems to sort of constantly uh, try and reaffirm that to See, I T'Challa think that's like the re- best part of it. Do you? Yeah, well, I, I think, think it'll play. It'll it'll pay off at some point. I mean, I mean, obviously he's doing it for a reason. Um, but it just seemed weird at parts where, like, it was you know, she would just say some sort of comment to stroke his ego in what? front of Reed See, the it, way purposely. It, you know, the, the way, way I read it. The way I look at it, it's just like you have Reed and Sue, who are sort of like the always sort of the like troubled super couple and then you have this other couple who comes in who are like the perfect couple because they're newlyweds yeah and like he's as smart as reed but he's like even a little bit more you know affirmative right you know, he's probably he's got a huge yeah <laughs> well you've got you've got you've got the patriarch of the marvel universe and a, a king that are Back on the sort of team. yeah, I'll miss it when he's when he's Black gone. Panther's not in it because I think he, him, and Reed. It's really fun to read those characters because Black Panther's sort of like Reed without tact of any type. <laughs> you know, just sort of like, well, I'm right, so that's what we're <laughs> yeah. gonna do. Well, Reed will often he'll grow stubble. I like and be this like, guy. Yeah. Grow stubble. I like this Black he's, Panther. Guy. There you go, Black Panther. Um, one of the other things I really like particular about this issue is when they get to sort of the big fight scene, um, it felt more like a team working together. I mean, they were all sort of helping one another in different ways and, and interacting one with each other like they were a real team as opposed to just, you know, five characters fighting five other characters and, and that kind of thing. Um, the only thing that bugged me about the issue at all, one was sort of... Uh, you know, just the the old sort of you know Sue has to be the victim, and she's the one being held hostage, and she's sort of helpless. And the last ten pages, she just disappears. They get, they go to rescue her, but nobody like she's the invisible. Woman. <laughs> yeah, she <Yeah>. is. But <laughs> <laughs> she was on every page, dude. You just Maybe. Read like it. <laughs> but nobody, no, but like nobody, like thinks that it's uh, a good idea to untie her so she can help fight it all. She it just is. Sexy. A, well, yeah, I don't know, okay. but uh, but that was about it. But otherwise, I, I've really enjoyed his Fantastic Four. I'm looking forward to more of of Dwayne McDuffie working on it. And like I said, the art I thought was great. It's it's perfect. That's fit. something that usually bugs me about <clears throat> a lot of storytellers, whether it be uh, comics or TV shows. And, and Casey always says that she thinks I hate women, but <laughs> I always say it's because I love women that I get tired of writers writing women to be so All helpless time. and yeah. pathetic. Yeah, sometimes uh, it does get a little you know, tiring. It's like every always. show, it's always like. I gotta have a man, a husband, a boyfriend to always help. You know, like to make sure I know right. how to piss right and wipe myself and tie my shoes. And oh, I'm in so this, helpless. in this one, there was a no little bit of her. Do that though, you screwed. There was a little bit of her showing her own sort of inner strength and everything. But right. at the same time, she's tied up and helpless, being tortured. Right. And like I said, and then when they finally do get there. She's gone. I mean, she doesn't have any part of the fight. She's not right. even on the page any longer once the Reed and, and Ben and Johnny and show up. So it's like, eh, I mean, it's just it's just one of those sort of nitpicky like things. Stanley issues. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, she's or you know she she's a pretty powerful character. Yeah. But but otherwise, I, I, I've really enjoyed uh, the Fantastic Four. It's I haven't read the, this book in a long time uh, because I just didn't think it was very good. But 
but it's gotten really good. So I, I keep. You guys are going to end up making me buy the Fantastic Four. It's good. Dwayne McDuffie's awesome. Yep. You will make me. I won't buy it. Sorry. No. Trades maybe. <laughs> no. No. No not interest now. in the trades. I'm not a Fantastic. Two superhero. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a Fantastic Four guy. I don't know why. You're not a sci-fi guy, really. Are you? No. Nah, yeah. I'm not a sci-fi guy, and I'm not. Uh, for some reason, the Fantastic Four has never really done it for me. Yeah. Even when I worked on the Human Torch, I just. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Something about. I don't know. I don't know why. Hey. Different strokes. Yeah. Well, you're talking about um, strong female lead characters. Well, I gotta do when you say it. I'm gonna do the sound effects behind you that the intro to the show. And you definitely, whenever you're talking uh, strong lead female characters, you have to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Cue the Nerf Herder. Yeah, there you go. My top of the stack is Buffy the Vampire Slayer season eight, issue number five. I would have so much sex with Willow. <laughs> Allison Hannigan. It'd just be uncontrollable amounts of sex with her. I don't really? Know why. Something it's about the Willow. Out of all gotta, those I, women that have I been have on that show, Chris McCarpenter doesn't do it for dude, you. I have a de- I have a desktop of Willow. She was in some magazine. Just Max. she's she's no. sitting there. It might have been Max, but she's sitting against lockers, holding a basketball with like little oh <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Well, like my pick last week, uh, uh, which was uh, Iron Man, what, number seven? It was an interlude issue. This is also, this is an interlude issue. It is uh, away from the main. Not Iron Man. Did I say Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, Iron Fist. I'm sorry. So many Iron. You voted off the island, brother. I'm gone. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks. It's been fun. Uh, No, this is an interlude issue that takes place in, in between story arcs. And at, at the close of Buffy the Vampire Slayer season seven, the, the close of the the TV series, uh, you're introduced to the Slayerettes, which uh, basically all of the potential group. the potential Slayers in the world were given the Slayer power. So Buffy was not the only Slayer anymore. And I've well, been waiting. It wasn't even the. It was like every girl in the world. No, right? it was every potential Slayer. Mm-hmm. So there are why, always. Why are the, the Slayers the only female? Um. Do they ever it, it talk does about it that? does address that because some point. chicks are sick man it's it's kind of the, the purity of women mm. what kind of you know Josh Whedon loves chicks that's why all right yeah. well, that's he likes okay. he likes I just wondered if he ever did there, there is there is a reason why it, why it's only why it's only women and it, it kind of goes some back to the first slayer I, I'd have yeah. to go back and watch it but yeah it's all it's only girls Not and that there, I have there a are there are potential slayers and uh, and all of the potential slayers now have all of the you know physical abilities that Buffy does and I've been waiting for him to kind of explore that and and show us what these potential slayers would be uh, would be able to do and 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 how it affects their lives and this story uh, follows one of the new slayerettes and her path in how she became part of the this, this group of slayers what, what's her name it never says and, it, and it's <gasps> very um, the nameless one that's actually that's actually an important part of the story is that she gets tabbed for a uh, a secret uh, covert mission <gasps> and ops. she has to um, uh, major spoilers obviously the but, blackest uh, um, <laughs> the blackest she black. has to she has to impersonate Double black. she has to impersonate buffy and go literally underground and try and and help out um, uh, a group of uh, a group of creatures that are being threatened by uh, an uncommon 
an uh, oncoming demon horde, and I it those demon it hordes. just explores this character, how she became a slayer, what she did in her training, the sacrifices that she made, and you know the whole greater good aspect of it, and uh, she has to you know basically sacrifice herself. And it kind of addresses what a hero is, and you know, no one is ever going to know that I did this. And what does that make me? And at the end, it's you know, it's like you can decide, but in the end, it doesn't matter because I am who I always was. And um, it was, it was just, it was a great, um, a great issue that that followed this character, and it, it totally stood on its own, and it was not not to do with Buffy or Xander or Willow or any of the main Slayer cast, but it showed how big this universe can be in all of these characters and what kind of stories they can tell. So um, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was a good week, and uh, and whenever you asked me today what my top of the stack was, I had to think for a second, and this is the one I really enjoyed the most, that I sat down and said, yeah, that was a really solid story. Uh, it was a little confusing. Um, the timelines were, uh, you know, nonlinear uh, timelines, a lot of flashbacks, and, uh, and about halfway through I was saying, yeah, this is really a TV script. This this feels like it was written for TV, but as the as the the story progressed, it, it really kind of settled in, and, and you got a good grasp of what was going on. Do you think it's an advantage now for for uh, Buffy fans that it's in comic book form as opposed to TV that they're you know they don't have any limitations. They can now. do whatever they, can do whatever they want, they want yeah. with it. I mean, as far, there's no budget that they mm-hmm. have to be worried about. They can go anywhere, do anything, any kind of... I mean, obviously, there's the disadvantage if it's not on TV. You don't have actors, that kind of thing. But, but I love comics, so it's cool with me. Um, as far as, like, it being the season eight of Buffy, I mean, how do you feel it's, you know, filled in as uh, as a Buffy fan? Um, the the last two seasons of Buffy were, were so uneven. Um they, they had had a formula of establishing, you know, the big bad that would get introduced, and then um, the whole season was about that final confrontation, and and that kind of changed a little bit in the last few seasons. Um, this hasn't introduced a big bad that they're going to have to fight, and so it's a little unconventional in how the Buffy TV series was. Um, but it's only five issues in. Um, I I feel like. Um, the voice is very similar to the how, show. Do they say how many issues the season will be? Uh, not that I know of. Well, people who I mean, watching, I would imagine twelve. Wa- watching the season, which I've watched all the Buffy's on DVD, uh, the like the main villain of the season usually isn't really introduced until closer to halfway through. Yeah, you're uh, looking what season. about about what twenty two? Twenty two. There's twenty two to twenty four episodes per okay. season. So mm-hmm. until like episode, you know. Around nine or ten or eleven, mm-hmm. you're not getting that that yet. Big it's arc. Just kind of, usually, what yeah, usually what's going on is you're wrapping up the season before whatever introducing that, whatever some new over, stuff. Yeah. And, so and, and, I, I would I didn't I was one of the people who didn't hate. I did not dislike the last two seasons. I, I really liked the last season. I thought there were some repetitive parts on the last season. But yeah, season season I stopped six watching stumbled. it about yeah. season. Well, it that changed was, ne- it changed networks and got darker in season six. After Buffy died, yeah. When, yeah. <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> just the whole. Uh, I mean, it changed networks and the mm-hmm. whole direction of the mm-hmm. show and the, and the writing staff and just the different. Sure. Yeah. What so. happened? 
All right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, really enjoy. But I think we all need to uh, give a good, hearty, honorable mention to a really great book this week. Hearty, man. Hearty, honorable mention. I like mashed potatoes. Yeah, I was uh, actually going to pick uh, that book, All New Adam, number 14, mm-hmm. uh, Gail Simone, Mike Norton, but I, uh, the only reason I did is I didn't, you know, it's like we... We picked it before. Yeah, and we know Mike, and we don't want to come off like, you know. But it was awesome. It was extremely fun and awesome art, and there was so many good one-liners in it. And uh, Jetpack, yeah, it Jetpack was Hitler, and stupid, reality stupid, has officially jumped the shark. Stupid Jetpack Hitler. So uh, uh, all new Adam fourteen was was definitely top of the stack worthy this week. Yeah, no all question. Right. Well, that'll do it for uh, for top of the stack. Uh, oh, except awesome. for Scotty. You <laughs> one guy. Jeez. Scotty, I've been going last. Wow. So long. I'm so sorry. That was doing blue pass, Scotty. That'll do it for top of the stack. And now yeah. it's now it's the most awesome top of the awesome stack. Stacks. Awesome of the by stack. Scotty Young. Awesome stack. Nice way to try to cover, bitch. <laughs> wow. Carol, even like this. What 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 what's your anyway. top of the Stack, uh, my talk with the stack is something that is fairly old. It came out back in like 2002, but I reread it this week. Um, it is from Comex, if anybody remembers the, the the little indie company that came out and made really big waves um, from uh, from England. Um, English. They put out Bazooka Jewels and Class War and uh, a few other books. Uh, so from Comex, it's a book called Class War. Uh, it was a six-issue series. Uh, written by Rob Williams. Uh, the first half of the series was uh, drawn by Trevor Hairsign, and the second half of the series was like uh, drawn by Travel Foreman. Uh, both which, uh, this is kind of their, their starting point, and once they got on these books, the big companies started coming and stealing <laughs> them away. Um, it's basically a book. It starts right off the bat. Uh, Focusing on a on a superhero called the American, uh, which is probably you know very similar to a Superman uh, character who is basically um, part of a superhero team that has worked for the government uh, that was basically created by the government. Uh-huh. I mean, they were given superpowers by the government. It's uh, as agents. Oops, yeah, sorry. it's kind of the <laughs> so the Superman type character is kind of the head person of this uh, government superhero team. Uh, but the book starts off right away of him basically talking about how he loves his country, how he was born to serve his country, and now he's he, he over time he's discovered you know how he's been misled and and basically all the you know anybody who believes in their their country and their political system at some point when you grow up you figure out like oh it's all bullshit you know there's right. a, what everything's lies and <laughs> so he uh, what do you mean. Yeah, I know it's crazy, <laughs> but um, he uh, he's basically hit a boiling point of that's it. You know, it's done. He he's figuring out a way to uh, he figured out a way that he's going to uh, bring it out to the public, and he knows everything. He was he knows everything because he was a part. You know, when if, when they're in a war, he knows he why in, they're in the war. Yeah. He's doing the dirty work. Right, right. His superhero team. Um, so he's he's done. He no more lies for him. So. He sets up a situation. He, I think he lets the media know they're going to be at a certain place. Uh, he's basically calling the president out. Uh, has the pre- the president comes out to meet him, uh, and he he basically takes the president and flies him up in the sky. I mean, thousands of feet. And uh, while he's up there, kind of, you know, 
you think he's threatening, threatening to kill him. He's threatening yeah. the president. They he has a, another guy that he's working with, kind of a a, a rogue CIA guy who is getting a feed online of all the and they sent out documented you know documented proof of everything he's trapping them yeah and so basically he takes the pres- he takes the president uh, up in the sky sitting there kind of little beating his ass a little bit yelling at him the president's like you're dead I'm talking to a dead man that's it uh, and he's like a superman character so he kind of has Kind of the fire from the eyes thing, and he basically burns the word liar in the in the president's <laughs> forehead and drops him. Oh, um, one of the other the, there's still the superhero team in place, still working for the government. They're not disillusioned. No, at this well point. they know well they know what's going on. Right, but, but they don't still give a following. Yeah, yeah, they don't they, give a they they're care. they're pretty much they have no morals. Yeah, imagine if the Justice League was just like fuck it, we'll kill anybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But everybody sees them as heroes. Right. Um, so they like say the, the president. So then it's basically just kind of a cat and mouse thing of this guy and his partner are are uh, now his partner has no superheroes or no superpowers, but it's basically just them trying to keep sending out messages. And during all this, they you know of course they call it uh, American Gate. You know he's <laughs> the superhero is the American. Uh, they start a war overseas to try to um, divert attention. From what's going you know, on, all, right, right. Cover because of all this, because yeah. of all this proof that came out. I mean, all these politicians are getting fired, and right. people are falling on the sword of the president. And of course, you find out just like anything, there's a there's the man behind the man, man of the uh, president, kind of running everything. But then it's basically just a situation where the, the fallout from all of this, the fallout and, from and all how? of it, the the superhero team that's still on the side of the government, trying to kind of track down. The American and and stop him and there's just it the, the tone of it is really serious it's 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 a pretty violent book but it's so well written um, there's just it, there's great character development and, and it develops characters very fast you find out uh, one of the one of the part of the super team is um, you find out he was uh, you know grew up in the projects became a boxer uh, became the world heavyweight champion. Uh, huge and famous and then the government gave him superpowers put him on the team and uh it, it just like a little part where it talked about while building his character it took one page and all of a sudden you understood who this guy was the or sort of the or quick origin story yeah and, but that, but so the writing to me was so good that there was no question like you knew like just a simple thing where it gave you a quick rundown of his past of growing up in the project single mother hadn't seen his father in so long and once he became the champ uh he saw his father in a bar. Oh, I'm so proud of you, son. Blah blah blah. And uh, he, his father. Oh, can, do you think you can help me out? He takes his father out in uh, the alleyway. It basically says he took his father outside to beat him to death with his bare knuckles. He rained down punches upon him. You know, basically made him cry and beg to live and <laughs> killed him. You know. So it's 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 origin stories, but it's it's not just like how he got his powers. It's no, no. It's, what kind of person this but is? Yeah, a and, true character. And now he's super, I mean, you know, superhuman. Everybody understands what superpowers mean. Sure. Where a lot. That's why I really enjoyed this because most of the time a book spends all its time on how they got their powers yeah, and what they do with them, as opposed to, to who they that's are. The character, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, and to me, that's not who a person is. Right. That's what a person can do. It's not their costume <laughs> and what you know. Yeah. So this is just giving you a quick rundown of who he is. Mm-hmm. 
so then you understand what he would do with powers. Right. Because if you understand who a person is, you understand what they're going to do once yeah. they're... It doesn't matter what the powers are. Exactly. Um, there's other little great points. And, and finally, when this boxing champ uh, with you know s- superhuman strength uh, finally comes up against the American, you know, the American's like... Uh, you know, he's a pretty good fighter. I mean, I'm pretty indestructible, but I'm going to have to hurt this guy or he's going to beat the shit out of me. Uh, I can't get too close to him because he really knows how to fight. So right off the bat, the American uh, punches him in the face and uh, breaks his jaw off, like the bottom half of his jaw. <laughs> so halfway through the, you know, then he ba- you know gets kind of a replacement kind of metal jaw or whatever. But there's just a g- lot of little great... It's a very cool political book, mm-hmm. you know, showing the dirty side of politics. It's a really good uh, superhero book in that you s- it's it's for once not showing you. It's not just having heroes be bad for the sake of like, oh, I wrote this really crazy, hardcore, right, right. dirty superhero book. I mean, everything seems realistic. Like again, and just plausible. A, yeah, in just yeah. a quick character development moments. There's um. One of the the main female characters is so strong. You know, she was you know had a little of you know whatever guy she's sleeping with or whatever. And the guy's all he's an actor. He's all cocky. Like, what you know? Let me see. Let's have. Let's go again. And she's like, I haven't felt I haven't felt pain since I was ten years old. Or I haven't felt pain in ten years. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, she realized, uh, I can't. You know, you can't poke me with a needle. You know, I don't feel anything. Do you really think <laughs> that I feel? You know, that you can do anything for me? And right away, you understand. I mean, in that one little interaction, a couple panels. Right. That's smart writing to me because right there, it says a you know, million things. You, know you understand what's going on in this this woman's head. So when she is fighting against the the actual, she is perceived as being the good guy. And when she's fighting against a good guy, because of a little character moment like that, you understand right away what's going on mm. in her head. Again, it's not just your typical, like, she's bad. Right. So just right. don't that, like her because she's yeah. the bad guy. Right. She's um, wearing a black hat. So right. So it's, you know, of course, the, pres- the president's liar never goes away. He can't get rid of it. All the plastic <laughs> surgery. No um, and, of course, the you know, I, the, the president is is slightly modeled after Bush, so he's always you know, kind of talking <laughs> hick. And, Which and, one? Uh, the second one. Okay. The the more awesome. It, did it come out two. that? 2002. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. Uh, the artwork is fantastic all the way through, even with the change of artists. Um, it's and you, and you know me, I'm not a giant superhero book guy. Right. You know, I don't really. Um, not that I dislike them. It's just that you know that's usually not the books that I'm, I gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. But. Um, because of the way that they approached all the characters and and this the really really solid writing. How many issues was it? How, uh, six issues. Six issues. They did is a, it traded at all? Do you well, know? they did a little because Comics, you know, Comics wasn't a Comics was basically just a couple guys Import, that right. kind of self-published books. I mean, they really put out some beautiful books, but they kind of collected the first three issues together as a little mini trade, mm-hmm. and then. And never did it again. But again, like I said, the, the other companies kept coming and stealing their artists yeah. and their creative sure. teams. So, uh, but I would say for anybody who just would like a, you know, it's a pretty fast read. It doesn't waste a lot of time. Uh, it re- Do you know where you can get it? I mean, you could probably find it online. I mean, a lot of shops have like, them. Sounds like if you're a fan of like Battle Him or uh, oh, the I would Authority, say the, the Authority, yeah. uh, Rising Stars, the Ultimates. Right, but I was like this, as opposed to some of those. Is I mean, it gets right in it. 
and gives you the story. You know what I mean? It, it's a six-issue thing, and it's done. There's no more past it. There will be no more. It doesn't fool around with trying to show you how many levels it's on. You know, it's like, this book is deep on so many levels. It's really just... The idea alone is pretty good, but had it not been written so well, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Ideas are ideas. I mean, anybody can have a good idea, but this guy is a truly solid writer. Who's the writer? His name is Rob Williams, and I've never. um, And he's just one of the comics guys. Star of Patch Adams. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it looks great. It sounds awesome. I mean, comics. uh, You guys, Neil Gooch. Sure, sure. Neil Gooch, Rob Williams, a couple, uh, and him and a couple other guys. guys They had a design company. They worked with Sony and video game stuff, and then they started doing comic books. They did. Neil Gouges was. I mean, was all those jewels. guys are working for Marvel now. Yeah, they all do different stuff. You now. know, and it's it's surprising that he's not at least that I'm aware of. Neil? Yeah, no, Rob Rob Williams. Rob Williams. Well, uh, like I said, they all they before they started publishing comics. I know that they had they they did a lot of design things for DVD menus and movies and video games. He's probably making a of money somewhere. Yeah, so they, <laughs> that's why they were able to publish their own comics. And the great thing about comics was, I mean, it was sad for me to see them kind of, because it was only a couple dudes and it was right. younger kid guys and they're just like, yeah, let's Was make some comic it? books, mate. <laughs> hey, you like them comic books? I got an idea, you know. Uh, but nah, Which mate, I don't really want to draw today, you know. Uh, but... I really wish they could have kept going or somebody could have taken over the reins because the quality of their books, not only the the art and the writing, but the simple quality of the paper, paper and the cover and, stock. Yeah. Everything about the the graphic design was great. Their website had a great graphic design. They really, from, from, from top down, wanted quality. to give you a good package, yeah, which, right. again, a lot of times I feel like... We don't even get that from the from the top companies. Yeah, sometimes. so many times, you know, like so many times, even in the big companies, their graphic design seems to be done, you know, sometimes by interns. Get, get it done, or, get it out. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes you wish, like, God, I just wish all... I wish the, the logo fit the mood of the book. I wish the design... There was more the, thought like, put into it. Yeah. There was more... And they really were down to give you a great package, and, and Comics did... Um, before they kind of folded up was uh, Josh Middleton's Sky Between Branches, which if anybody, they put out a preview book of that, which if anybody knows Josh has beaten him over the head to get that out on his own. But uh, it was a great company, and this was a really good book. So I would say it's called Class War, six issues. Uh, I'm sure you can find it online. I'm going to go check it down. Sounds good. It's a good fast read. Sounds like another winner from Scotty. Right. Everything's a winner from me. Now, top of the stack is over, Chris. I'm sorry, Scotty. I did that to Centris, and and he thought I stabbed him through yeah, the heart. Yeah, but I'm so. on a new. I'm on another level, brother. <laughs> not not right. the podcast. That that, that will that will take care of uh, top of the stack. That means uh, it's time to take a look at this uh, this upcoming week's books in future stack. Future stack. Future stacks. All right, Mr. Salazar, yes. what do we have to look forward to We got to lots of goodies, Wednesday. lots of good stuff coming out this week. Let's uh, tell the truth this week. I'm still, <laughs> I'll try. I'm I'll still try. waiting on the goddamn hey, I make power no trades, future man. Uh, my, my caveat is uh, this may not be accurate, and it's certainly not complete. <laughs> that was a good word. Uh, Caveats. From Dark Horse, we got BPRD Killing Ground, number one of five, a new... Uh, New uh, BPRD series. Mike Mignola, John Arcudi, 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 uh, right? Really right. Guy Davis, on. Dave Stewart, uh, number <laughs> one. Uh, Black Adam, The Dark Age, number one of eight by Peter Tomasi. 
uh, and Doug Mankey doing the art. Uh, he finds out a word. Read it. Countdown to Adventure, number one of eight. Adam Beach and Justin Gray. That doesn't come out next week. Oh, it says it did. According Future to Stack Flaw. Hey, all I can go by is the I'm telling fucking you. I'm telling you. All right. Well, maybe it won't. <laughs> um, Superman 666. Kurt Busiak. Art and cover Superman. by Walt Simonson. They're doing another, um, like they did with the Batman 666. It's another sort it's of a futuristic hell era. kind of something it's a real with Superman. Game. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Casanova number eight. New storyline. Yay. Fabio. Fraction. Moon, right? Yeah. Uh, with a Gabriel Ba cover. Gabriel's well, there. Ah, the some. Brazilians. Um, Killing Girl number one. This is uh, Glenn Brunswick and art by Frank Espinoza. <laughs> new image oh, that's series. Um, um, Ra- uh, Rock- um, Rocketo. Rocketo, yeah. Sure. Uh, Glister number one. Andy Watson. Uh, this is from, uh, he did the, uh, um, or she. I don't know if Andy Watson's a he or she. Andy Watson is a guy. I'm 90% okay. sure. And uh, I'm, actually, I'm reading uh, Clubbing. Clubbing, the DC. Yeah, yeah one Eisner and Harvey Ward. Uh, it's, uh, it's a the, new uh, series from Image actually, from him uh, for the ladies. Criminal number eight. Um, I just threw this in there because I'm so far loving the Tracy Lawless arc really? on this. The sec- This is the second criminal arc. Uh, go pick it up. Powers number 25, a new arc from uh, Bendis and Oming. Uh, DMZ number 22. Brian I like Wood. that book. I know you do. <laughs> I hope it comes but out. But fuck next. single issues. <laughs> Fables number 64. Um, this is a one issue interlude. Uh, if you haven't been reading Fables, maybe this is a chance to check it out. You, you know, you'll it's a complete story, and I maybe you'll find out you like it. And <laughs> Unmen, yeah. Unmen number one. Uh, this is something I'm looking forward to. John Whalen and writing art by Mike Hawthorne. Awesome. Uh, this is uh, the Unmen. Mike Hawthorne is an awesome artist. Oh, uh, this is uh, awesome. the the Unmen come from. Uh, uh, Swamp Thing. It was a characters in Swamp Thing, and so they're getting their own uh, mini series. Um, that's all for the single issues trades. We got uh, Astro City Confession. Um, this collects. Uh, Kurt Busiek? Yeah, Kurt Busiek, Brent Anderson, the Astro City guys. I don't know what it collects. It doesn't say here. Never mind. Um, Showcase presents Adam Strange, Volume 1. Uh, collect Showcase 17 through 19 and Mystery in Space 53 through 84. So he's getting Zeta Beam, and he can't ever get any. <laughs> <laughs> Battlestar Galactica Volume 1. Uh, this is issue 0 through 4, the new Battlestar Galactica book. Noble Causes Volume 7. Uh, well, hello! We have a new guest on the show. Scott. Stop reading the fucking future stacks, bitch. <laughs> the Rocketeer has joined us. Avengers Earth Mighty, Earth's Mightiest Heroes 2, the hardcover, Joe Casey, Willem Rosado. Uh, Essential Dazzler Volume 1. Nice, get no it. No shit. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Collects Dazzler 1 through 21, Uncanny X-Men 130. The queer guys are going to be all over. I yeah. think she fought some Dazzler Doom, fans. like in her fourth oh, issue. yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider Volume Two: Life and Death of Johnny Blaze. Uh, this is the new. Uh, it's a trade paperback. <laughs> Let's get Blaze. Women of Marvel Volume Two. Um, this is uh, Avengers '83: Strange Tales Ten and Eleven, Spider Woman Ten, West Coast Avengers. It's all a bunch of different stories with different women, care female characters from the it Marvel universe. It seems like perhaps the most broadest. Uh, group collection. Yeah, yeah let's do different. a book about women and then just get various. Oh, look at Scotty playing. Oh, the mug into the camera. <laughs> X Men Supernova's hardcover. This is Mike Carey, Chris Pachalo. Uh, collects uh, X Men 188 through 199 and annual number one. This is a hardcover. 
And finally, 100 Bullets Volume 11, Once Upon a Crime, collects uh, 100 Bullets 76 through 83. I've been Would waiting this for be that a one, good so. uh, jumping on point if you haven't been reading 100 Bullets? <laughs> no, not for Ooh, 100 Bullets. At, not uh, at all. <laughs> one could argue that issue number one isn't a great yeah. jumping on point. <laughs> <laughs> issue number one, confusing as hell. <laughs> all right, well, that will take care of uh, future stacks. Thank you very much, Mr. Salazar. You're Thank more you than Salazar. welcome. You're this, welcome, this is, uh, I hope this those is, all come out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this might. is uh, normally the uh, time of the show whenever we do listener email, yes. but we're holding on to all of those. Come back on Thursday. It's going to be our all-listener email form no post. preparation voice. show. Yes, it's our. We're going to take a deep breath before Chicago. So um, so come back for all that. Uh, but there are other ways that you can interact with the show. You can uh, give us a call on our hotline. Uh, 1-888-65-GCAST. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show usually. Yeah. Maybe not. Unless Not all the stops. time. Uh, also, you could join our Frapper map. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to leave the Frappers for next week, or are we going to read them now? Yeah, let's, let's do the Frappers. All right, we got uh, Sasha Makarewitz. Makarewitz? 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 Makarewitz. From Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. All right, this is a fucking joke, right? Scotty just typed this one in. Fuck with me, I think. Uh, he or she, because I don't know if Shasha, Sasha. Sasha. That's yeah. a man's name. It, it, it could be both. Could be. Hello, everybody. You guys rock. Mm. Next is uh, Talkback from. Uh, <laughs> Why couldn't you get that one right? Dighton, <laughs> yeah, no Dighton, Massachusetts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, boy. I uh, next is Mick Micha My Myers. Micah Myers. Portsmouth. Ha. Va? Va? <laughs> Love the show. I think that's Micah Myers uh, from Portsmouth, Virginia. Next is from uh, Zero Enigma. Oh, we guy. know Zero Enigma. Jesus. From Fort McCurray. Our craziest. AB Canada. What's AB? Alberta. Alberta, Alberta. Alberta, Canada. For the death toll rises around comics. Surprises and those in the show will what kind of fucking spell is that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. He sends in the craziest Zero enigma. Either you're on drugs or retarded. Both. Maybe both. We got Ma'at from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, guys. Ma'at from The Fixer's Hideout Podcast here. Love your show. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't listened to the Fixers Hideout podcast. I've, I've listened to it. It's good. Yeah, what yeah is, they, it, is it a comic podcast? Yeah, it's a comic podcast. Okay. They just kind of talk about comics as they are. They uh, gave us shit about the uh, realism in comics episode. What did they say? Why? They, um, uh, I think they called you out and said that yeah, they, they like realism in their comics. Why? Well, that's fine. Well, Fuck whatever. You. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's, no good, not, it's a good show. Uh, check no, out, I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> check out, check out the Fixer's Hideout because it's good stuff. Finally, we have Inelegant from Cranston, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Senior year went by so fast. Have an awesome summer and don't ever change, Kit. <laughs> See you in homeroom. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty good. Well, hey, folks, uh, we have been nominated for the Best in Entertainment category Yay! for the third annual Podcast Awards. And, yes, we were as shocked as you. If you would like Not to cast me, your vote for the award, we'd get it nominated for a bullshit <laughs> podcast award someday. You don't want that laptop desk? <laughs> yeah, what am I going to do with I'll that? take the laptop desk. Uh, no, it, it would be very cool if we won, is but uh, that, 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 is, that is all... <laughs> 
<laughs> that is all up to you, the listeners, if go we vote. win or not. So you can go vote for us at uh, podcastawards.com. Feel free to cheat, just don't tell us. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Tom instructed us. people. Uh, you can, you can vote up to once a day, every day between now and August 11th. I like uh, that. That's so, a pretty mm? fair system. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. <laughs> nice um, fucking award. Hey. Some, of the, uh, some of the other comic book related that. podcasts that have been nominated are the Collected Comics Library, our buddy Chris Marshall up in Detroit. He has been nominated in the general category, and the comic book queers have been nominated in the GBLT category, and uh, also Geek Syndicate has been nominated with us in the uh, internet. Well, fuck them! They're gonna lose. (laughs) Well, no, if you vote for us six times, you can vote for them three times. Okay, Uh, you can go to www.podcastawards.com to vote. Yeah. Or click on the banner Man, on our website. Yeah, do it before the 11th. The also, only thing I'm concerned with is how we're going to split that laptop. <laughs> laptop we'll have to sell it on eBay. Times, I'll take it Monday, ways. Wednesday, Friday. I, no, I just want the little weeks. rubber things that go on the bottom of each <laughs> You're leg. You're missing yours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also join our friends of the program. Go to aroundcomics.com where you can download and print out our LCS Challenge Flyer. Ask your comic shop manager or owner if they'll display it in their store. If they do, send us an email. We'll mention you on the sh- or you and the store on the show, as well as post it on our site. Become a friend of the program today. Uh, another way to become friends with us is to come to the website and check out all the great things that are around comics.com. Oh, wait, sorry. All the things that www.aroundcomics.com <laughs> has to offer. We post next week's topics on Tuesdays at our forum at www.aroundcomics.com. <laughs> Remember, you can also visit us at www.comicspace.com and www.myspace.com. Jesus. <laughs> you like those W's? Mm-hmm. Uh, always and have, always will. Uh, and we... Uh, you can also leave us an iTunes review mm-hmm. at the iTunes store if you're subscribed to our, our feed. Uh, thanks to... Scotty, you want to take the first name? <laughs> Danathan? Uh, Danathan. Sam. Light Bomb Mike, Mr. Vinegar, and Mr. Frank G. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was kind of confused by the comma after Mr. Sure. Mr. Yeah, I think it's a typo. We'd like to uh, <laughs> thank uh, Dan C. Paper right. Cut from the yes. forums. Um. He has built a fabulous wiki site. Yeah, he spent uh, a lot of time on it. All thank about you, the show. It's, uh, I'm going to get Dan blind drunk at Wizard World Chicago. Oh, yeah, he has many Hammered. shots coming his way. I'm glad you have dreams. I do. And, uh, That's Dan, one of my uh, dreams. Dan lives in Minneapolis. I checked in on him. He, uh, he survived the bridge collapse. <laughs> Was there. he on it? Uh, he was on it like a couple hours before it collapsed. Well, that's so he said it was a little I'm surviving. Um, <laughs> but uh, I called him and he's fine. I uh, saw uh, the Twin Towers on TV once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five years Dude. before they got hit. Well, he was in Minneapolis. He drives on that road. Uh, I did have a freaky uh, thing oh, happen to him. high school thing again. You, you you can, can, <laughs> wait, let me tell the story. Oh, no, well, hold on. You, you can check out uh, our wiki at aroundcomics.pbwiki.com and it's got all all the information. W-W-W? It is an HTTP. <laughs> no, there is no www. No. Wow. No. Uh, so uh, good stuff there. If you want to find out about all the all the past. <laughs> so I took a flight well. to Florida. <laughs> oh, good oh, lord! Jesus and it rained. <laughs> no, and, uh, and you hijacked the plane. No, but a week later, that plane actually crashed and everyone died. The same plane, same flight. Yeah. Good job, Sal. I was a week away from death. You're a bad luck motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe. I'm never going to win the lottery hanging around you. Yeah. <laughs> we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com. 
And thanks again to Borders for sponsoring this episode. Sink your teeth into the story that <laughs> introduced the world to Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Get your Good copy steak. of Guilty <laughs> Pleasures by Laurel K. Hamilton at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy mm. novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. I went to high school with a guy who worked at Borders once. <laughs> <laughs> I flew my plane into Borders. Um, we are proud to help Beyond support... Bo- oh. The Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. You know the week after New York Comic Con, after I was hanging out with Carmen Anfantino, one week later he strangled a man to death. (laughs) I was a week away from death. (laughs) You should write a book. Your friend... Carmine. My friend Carmen. Yeah, Carmen. Uh, it'd be sweet. <laughs> Back to the Hero Initiative I wanted mm-hmm. to mention. You can also come by, if you're going to Wizard World Chicago, you can come by. The, there's going to be a Hero booth there, and they'll, they'll have lots of different people you can uh, meet and get autographs from. Play pool against. Play pool against Paul Jenkins. And also, Chris is going to be working there Friday and Saturday. What what times are you going to be there? I'll be there Friday morning from 9 to 11.30. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be working with, um, I believe, uh, Dan. Dave. No, um, Friday. I think you're working with David, aren't you? Uh, I think Dan, Dan Papercut. Oh, okay. I think I'm working with Papercut, and then uh, uh, David Price and uh, and either Eric or Steve from the uh, Comfort Queers podcast, and then David Price from Bullpen Bulletins will be working there from 11:30 to 1:30 on Friday. On Friday, and then Saturday, I'm working with uh, um, Ron from from my uh, fanboy from three to five, and then uh, David and Dan will be there from five to seven. I'll cool. be in my room with a bottle of gin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be I'll be with Tom. <laughs> yeah, so drop, drop by. Drop by, though, and, and yeah, say hi. We'll be around there, too, I'm sure, me and Tom. I have gotten Scotty. some emails from some listeners asking, either saying, oh, I wish you were going, or uh, ask me if I am going. I will be out at the show randomly. I possibly may, do, may be doing some signings at the Marvel booth here or there, but literally like maybe an hour or two a day, so check the Marvel booth for schedules. If you are interested in getting, obviously, and I'll be out with you guys doing whatever, but um, if, if you are coming in from out of town as a listener and you want to pick up one of my sketchbooks, uh, even though I'm not setting up, they will be available at the show if you go by the Brand Studio Press. Uh, just find Alberto Ruiz. Um, uh, he'll probably have a table somewhere in Artist Alley, but it's a table full of, of sketchbooks of all different from types different of artists. So not only you know you can go there and pick up mine, but there is you know from people like Andrew Robinson and um, Umberto uh, Ramos and Francisco Herrera and you know just a, a bunch of great artists have some really good sketchbooks. It's, it's so Brand Brand Studio Press. Okay, so um, look for that booth. Uh, it I'll have on my uh, I'll have on my site in the next couple of days. Hopefully the number of where he's going to be located and, and so you can check that out so you can post that at the at the forum as well yeah probably maybe not maybe <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I will so yeah so uh, you might post a link to it yeah mm-hmm. and mike <laughs> norton's gonna be there he's got a table in our sale what's your table number mike 5508 5508 so go see mike 508 and dial our studios is gonna be there dave, dave? dave? yes they are what's what booth number don't he doesn't know the booth number? If you go to dialrstudios.com, yeah, don't you can hate on find 5508. It, so. <laughs> There'll be tons of. I incriminate, <laughs> and intimidate. Right. I'd like to and thank uh, 
Oh, uh, and uh, Dark, yeah, Tower Dark Tower setting up at Wizard World, right? Yeah. You got a booth number yet? You got a booth number? Oh, no. Don't know the booth number. But look for Dark Tower. We'll have a big booth. We should be back by Artist Alley, actually. Once again, back at the... Big, ang- big angry guy look with a... Uh, look for the Storm Giant. Yeah. Look for the Storm Giant working behind the counter. Storm Giant's fuck. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm kind of so around. There you go. All right, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, joining us today. Sal, Scotty Tom, as always, Mr. Uh, Mike Norton's been bumping around, Dave Wachter, Mark Beatty, as always, thank you for hosting us here at uh, around or at Dark Tower on a Friday <laughs> evening. Blah, 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 blah. Around Tower. At, at Around Towers. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday with our all-listener uh, our feedback fuck episode. Off episode. Our fuck-off episode, exactly. In the meantime, yeah. in between times, we'll be everywhere in... Mike, Mike. Uh, Mike's on the crankcast saying that I'm going to be the camera hog, and he hasn't got out from in front of it since he's been out, since it's been on. Oh, Scott is just going to be in front of the camera the whole time. You've been over there fiddling the whole time. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Yeah. Why you got my love and left